as Greta Garbo had been at MGM, there would be little harm in that for her or him, and might give his nemesis, the higher-priced, more powerful Ernst Lubitsch, pause. The problematic truth was that no such creature seemed to exist, not in all of Berlin, not in the hundreds of photographs of actresses Sternberg had looked at after rejecting his own fleeting notion of Gloria Swanson, not well known for her cabaret singing or for her German. Sternberg had already decided to call the film not Professor Unrat, but The Blue Angel. He liked this title, for it conveyed a kind of romantic melancholy in English and another mood altogether in German, in which blue is slang for drunk. A heavenly creature, drunk with love, or with self-love, or with love-making, who could act and sing and speak English and captivate the camera. Not easy to find. Not even in wide-open Berlin, where everything was available, and what was not did not exist. The lobby of the Berliner theatre was noisy with the chatter of smart Berliners in white tie, furs, jewels, and up to the 1929 minute Berliner swank. Sternberg glanced at the programme caricatures of the leading players. He stopped at the sketch of the leading lady. She had an ironic, heavy-lidded, almost arrogant look. She starred, the programme noted, as a Chicago jazz baby dollar princess called Mabel. She was virtually in every scene, had several songs, and would be impossible not to notice even among fifty singers and dancers. The overture began. It was as jazzy, sharp-edged, and syncopated as the audience, as racy as the wail of saxophones. This was not the classical German theatre of Goethe and Schiller and Kleist, but that of Kurt Weil, Bertolt Brecht, by way of George Gershwin and Jerome Kern and Paul Whiteman, and others who were all the rage in Berlin. The curtain rose on a vaguely bored young woman with heavy-lidded eyes that took in everything above her insolent smile. She had a musical, throaty voice, and called out the number of the winning lottery ticket that set the evening's plot in motion. And she said it in perfect English. Everything after was elegance and impudence. Chicago and gangsters, the gold-dust shores of Miami and Palm Beach, luxury liner Atlantic crossings, lavish costumes, three hours of music lampooning musicals. As Joseph von Sternberg watched and listened that night, what he experienced ended his search for the Blue Angel and changed film history and his life forever. What Joseph von Sternberg saw that night and heard and dreamed was Marlena Dietrich. She was born Marie Magdalene Dietrich on December the 27th, 1901, at 9.15 in the evening, and not in Berlin. Her birthplace was a modest flat in a modest building in the Zedanstrasse, a treeless street named after a famous battle in a place called Schoenberg. When Marie Magdalene Dietrich was born in Schoenberg, the land on which the Rothaus would stand, and stands today, was the site of Schoenberg's last remaining mill farm. The dirt paths of Schoenberg were turning to mosaics of cobblestone, and the farms were yielding to tides of concrete. Landlords sowed tenements, like the one in which Marie Magdalene was born, cheap, clean housing, which yielded quicker harvest and harder cash than the old potato fields and tenant farms ever could. Police Lieutenant Dietrich was thirty then, and a good-looking man, by fin de standards, 
with the full chest and stout bearing that suggested strength of character. He had the glamour and distinction of the five years' military duty that were requisite for any police officer. The Imperial Police welcomed officers with medals and favoured wives with connections. Every officer's superior evaluated his prospective bride's dowry as a matter of policy, and Josephine Felsing had one. Her dowry was acceptable enough to the Imperial Police Force, but not sufficiently grand to produce a marriage of social distinction. None the Felsing family could discern, anyway. The Felsings didn't even like the lieutenant's rather common name, for they were merchants, and skeleton key, or pass key, which is what Dietrich means in German, may have made them nervous. That, and a certain military swagger. Josephine, like the daughter she would bear, had a mind and a will of her own, and cared more about character and breeding than social position.